Whether you have a diagnosis or not, I don't care. I'll teach you how to find what's causing your health struggles using the blood work you already have right here on this podcast, but also in my new book, Why Are My Labs Normal? Go grab it on Amazon and let me know you love it and appreciate the knowledge by leaving a review for the book and for this podcast. This podcast is sponsored by my favorite supplement companies, Systemic Formulas and MyBiome. Come join me inside their private Facebook group for practitioners called Systemic Formulas Clinical Nutrition. For everybody else, go join them on Instagram at Systemic Formulas. All right, let's get started. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. Uh, you guys have no idea how excited I am for the next 45 minutes because Dan Hagerich is here with us. Um, we're going to bust two topics specifically. One, are parasites a good thing? And two, let's destroy the germ theory. So stay tuned. We are going to have a loaded 45-minute conversation. If you want to follow Dan, follow him on his website at danhagerich.com and his podcast, Do the Cure c.u.r.e. Cure. Dan, I'm so excited to have you on today. So am I, and I can feel your excitement. So I'm, I'm feeding off of it. So <laughs> it's kind of like we're in a sandbox and we're going to build something really fun together. Oh, we're going to build castles fun things in the yeah. next 45 minutes. Actually, we're um, going to tear down some belief systems too while we're yes, at it. Yes, <laughs> yes. I love doing that, especially when it comes to parasites. Because everybody says they're terrible and they're the cause of everything. We need to get rid of them. And you're like, wait a second, I ate parasites to be helpful. And they can, they can be helpful, or at least they weren't dangerous, as two, we are theory, led to believe. Which, yeah. The germ theory, of course, as we all know what's happened the last two and a half years, this whole fear of germs and how dare somebody breathe on me. I'm going to get this thing that has a 99.999999% survival rate, but you know, let's leave that to the side. Walk us through your journey because it's been a big one starting yes. in the 20s. Yeah. So I was on the American dream running, you know, go get a good job, get a good uh, education, come out. I'm going to be a professional engineer, civil engineer. That all comes to a halt six months after I got married. And I was finding myself really sick, going into the uh, oncology's uh, office, Dr. Lawrence Cloud, and he had one question to ask me to tell me what my status was, what was going on, why was I so sick? And he asked me a question, Dan, how did you get into the business of cancer? And so that was a powerful question because it reached a, a, a true, the true part of me where I asked the question internally, and when we ask a question internally, the mind can go and seek the answer to that question. That became my life syllabus was to answer that question. And and you were about 26? 29. 29? Just about yeah, 29. Yeah. And so it was a very aggressive form. And we, we had to basically go through chemo because I didn't know anything else. I had no other framework from which to think about it except for answering that question in some powerful way, which was, I was basically living an ignorant, arrogant, and disrespectful life. What do I mean? Ignorant of my true authentic self. 
Let's build that up. True authentic self, meaning I am the author and creator of my reality, which means I have to have personal responsibility for this, for what I was doing in here. And I was completely unaware of that, never heard of it, never felt it until that question. And then the second arrogant thing is I knew I was doing things that were not good for my body or mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so arrogantly, I would do them. And I would think I could just take this life for granted that I could just plow through it. Yeah. You're right. 29. You're invincible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Especially if you have a few drinks in your, you know, you're even more invincible. So to make a long story short, I had to go through six years of chemotherapy, radiation. I had bone marrow transplant. I had tumors in my spine that grew into the psoas muscle, some in the ribs. And at the end of four years of that journey, I felt like I had a little bit of a break because I was, I was working hard to answer that question internally. And I knew that cancer was, the treatment was gonna buy me time to answer that question because I knew I didn't have a deficiency in chemotherapy is why I have cancer. I didn't have that. So that's not the way I would say to prevent cancer, you give people chemo. No, it's how I'm living. Anyway, to make light of it, my wife left the marriage at some point, and that brought up another issue. To make light of it. <laughs> yeah, just to leave the marriage and say, you're broken, I'm going with this guy. And that was pretty interesting, because then I asked the question, I was like, why am I suffering for her choice? And the reason why is because I had placed my happiness into her. And what that meant is I was left with all this unhappiness deep inside. So I was like, the relationship wasn't gonna work, no matter what we did, because I was unhappy for who I was as I was. And I was looking for someone outside of me to be responsible, not only for my happiness, because if someone is responsible for my happiness, they're also responsible for my unhappiness. And that's a lot of things to ask for people in an unconscious or conscious way. So I realized, wow, I have to learn how to be happy with myself, which I call joy. So I had to start studying how to become joyful internally. Well, that led to a mental bipolar illness. I wound up going into psychi uh, psychosis and I wound up into the psychiatric ward. And I said, look at, actually prior to that, I went to a gun club to kill myself because I wanted to end the pain. And in the gun club, here's another paradox, speaking of germ theory, here's another paradox with guns. So I'm in there, nobody's in there. I got a gun, pointing it at the medulla of the gun because that, that's the area of the body that the, that will shut you off instantly. It'll be a clean death. So uh, I'm in there and I'm like, I'm, I'm having this conversation, like this little boy going, oh, you can't do it. And then this guy on the other side, this tough guy going, I can do it, I'll show you. No, you're, you're a wimp and this back and forth thing. But then this third part of me said, look it, if the two of you are gonna argue, just take a shot at the target. So I aimed profusely, so intensely on aiming at the target and shooting the target. The target just grew and grew and grew and filled the whole room. And I dissolved into this space of just nothing, really. Just, I was kind of funny. It was just kind of like peace. And that was the true self that I was talking about, the ignorance of that true self. And I said, I need to learn to love my identity as that self, because there was no pain, no cancer, no history, no future, nothing. And so, I came back and it led me to the psychiatric ward and I said, hey, I need to learn how to love myself back to, uh, back to well-being. Can you help me? 
That's what I'm here for. And they said, that's your mental illness. We need to fix your medication. So they had no, no reference for love as being a source of inspiration and fuel for people's healing. And my cancer came back two days later in lockdown for the sixth time. So I called that emotional bank, excuse me, life bankruptcy. I was just feeling life bankrupt. And then it became so spiritually uh, personal that I had to, I had to figure this out. I had to, I had to really nail this down. And I went home and this is where the germ theory came into play. I'm sitting at home. I'm never going to medicine ever again because they didn't, they couldn't listen to me. They couldn't hear me on what I knew I needed to do. So as I was, uh, at my mom's house, I was just meditating and, uh, I was just sitting there going, what do I know? What do I have inside me that I have learned in the past that is tools for this challenge? And so I remember being a environmental engineer at the time working on hazardous waste sites, super fun sites. And some of the other engineers were talking about bringing enzymes on the, onto the property or bacteria onto the property. And then I started saying, wow, the way we assess the property is we actually dig down all the way to bedrock and we sample the soil for toxic. Like I must be toxic. I have to be. All this chemotherapy, all this stuff that I used to drink and eat and party, whatever, I must be toxic. Then I thought the, the water, we used to filter the water to test the water. So then that was my blood system. So I was like, my blood's got to be toxic too. So I've got to filter that. I've got to find a way to clean that out. And Native American Indians would say that if you have trouble in your life, it's because you're carrying the beliefs of others through your bloodstream. You don't have your own authentic voice carrying through your blood. It's being crowded out by other people's belief flowing through your blood. Wait, wait say that one more time. So if you, uh, the Native American Indian would say, if you have some troubles, you're carrying the beliefs of others through your bloodstream and you don't have your own belief system flowing. You're not taking authentic stand on what you believe in. So I thought, okay, I have to detoxify that from a mental point of view. And lo and behold, I made the connection that the soil was the same thing as our digestive tract from mouth to anus. It's the same. The earth's fertility, the soil is mirrored in our digestive system. And so I said, if the soil is toxic with all this mess and we, it's probably shy of bacteria. And then I said, I might be shy of bacteria. And then I, it clicked. I said, holy shit, from that, from that bone marrow transplant, I had a low grade unconscious fear of microbes. And I said, I have to enter that fear. And I have to get a relationship, a symbiotic relationship with the microbial world that's, that's connected to the earth element. So I wasn't grounded. And, um, and that meant all everything about the digestive system. So I, I emailed a mentor and he sent me a, uh, a book and some resources for doing a probiotic reflorestation program. In other words, putting probiotics up the rectum to re-inoculate the colon. And it had about a four day process to actually prepare the soil, so to speak, for the implantation of these seeds, of these bacteria. Once I started doing that, it took me about 
two weeks to three weeks. Once I started doing that, the tumor started shrinking almost immediately. And a lot of people get caught up on the action that it was doing it. It was really preceded by my thinking. So my thinking was, this is what's right for me. This is my belief system I'm going to explore. It was totally unique and authentic. And so therefore the action makes it look like the, the probiotic was the cure, but it's not. It's the thinking and the action that actually started stimulating the cure. It's, it's the mental, the emotional, plus the physical. Yes. All in one. And that's why someone could do what I did and it won't work because it doesn't come from them. It didn't emanate from them. And so I started to think about this germ theory of microbes. And I started to actually have to let dogs kiss me. I had to play with dogs, not wash my hands, eat with dirty hands. Um, I had to open up a full relationship with ants. I had to lie on the grass and let bugs crawl on me um, naked if I could, or just as, as bare skinned as I could, just to let the insects crawl all over me. Um, just like you were a little kid, the same thing. I had to re-inoculate myself. I had to recreate this digestive system and this idea that germs are our are, are, are enemy and we need all this stuff to kill the germs. We need soaps, lotions, potions, you name it, to kill the germs and it's not working. It's just creating a war and anytime we create a war against anything, you only get a war back. And because the microbial community is so much more intelligent, they're always going to find a way to survive our stupidity, so to speak. And so they're going to mutate, they're going to change, they're going to do all kinds of things. They could put up, a, they're like, they're like the Marvel, you know, the movie, uh, the movies of the Marvel movies. They're like superheroes. They could just put shields up. They can morph into whatever they want. They're, they're like superheroes, you know, in some ways. And we've gotten afraid of them because the entire, for the most part, the entire medical model is built on the germ theory. And you need to be afraid of them. And then we have the answer and solution to your fear. And, uh, and then the chemical industry and all the household products, the personal care products, personal hygiene products, all your kitchen products, everything is designed to kill the germ, right? I can do, I don't use, you don't have to use soaps, none of that, it's nothing, you don't need any of it. So I put a, I put the risk into nature. I said, I'm gonna live or die by nature's laws. I have to learn what those laws are. And the number one law is you need a relationship with the microbial world, a symbiotic kinship with the microbial world, okay? Now, that doesn't mean the germ theory doesn't apply to people who have a perception that that's true. Okay, in your reality, it's true, but it's disempowering. And I had to cure myself, so I'm on an empowering path. So if you wanna be empowered, you're gonna to have to look at it from my perspective, or I'm gonna influence you to look at it from my perspective, to be empowered, rather than the disempowered process that most people go through. And then they latch on to someone to say, fix me, help me, heal me, take care of me, you know, cure me, the list goes on. And, you know, that's, that's like, flipping a coin, it's not gonna really work for a lot of people because it's not coming from within you to be empowered. When you start taking ownership and personal responsibility for what you created in your life, you have the opportunity to create the life you want. So that was the stepping stone. And in five months, I got rid of the tumors. They're all gone. And I think when all of us watch our kids get down and play in the dirt and get muddy and 
get into the rivers and the streams and how we should go join them. You have to, well, we have to set the example first. And so that the child knows that it's safe to be in nature, right? We have to, obviously there's still things that you, that can, nature is not here to, um, is amoral. So there are things out there like a mushroom, a kid can't eat a certain mushroom. We have to be their, their uh, caregivers and their uh, protectors by teaching them about nature. But if we've been so domesticated, we don't know ourselves. So we're afraid. And so now there's a whole lot of things coming about survival reality shows and various other things to teach us that we, we have to get back to that biological, that biological hey. nature of us. Yeah, and um, and restore our childlike innocence that we we're exploratory of. Wow, look at these creatures in the soil, and play with that stuff. Yeah, and not be afraid of nature or anything natural that's inside of them, or ashamed of anything that's natural that's inside of that uh, of that child or ourselves as human beings. So then it expanded from there, but that was the very beginning of the answer to that powerful question, Dan, how did you get into the business of cancer? I wasn't living in accordance with nature's laws or my true authentic nature. Oh, so good. Okay, germ, the germ theory. Walk us through what is it, its origins, and the real. I know we've covered some of it, but give me I could do the best I can. So the germ theory came about basically, basically from Louis Pasteur, who was trying to save the wine industry because they were having problems with their wine or the grapes being attacked okay. by uh, so-called microbes, right? And so he bugs. decided he, yeah. right, bugs. So he came up with an idea of being able to pasteurize. And then it, um, if you pasteurize, you killed the bugs at you know a certain temperature and then you could go and make your wine. And then it carried over to the milk industry. And they were saying that tuberculosis, I believe, was the one of the main causes for drinking raw milk, or so let's pasteurize it and we can preserve it. But again, there was other people that were involved saying, you're you're foolish. It's the terrain, it's the energy system of the human being, not the product that's causing people to become sick. And so finally, on Luis de Pasteur's deathbed, he was known to say, you know what? Everybody else was right that was saying it's the terrain and not the microbe. And uh, and then it became so it's, political. It's the combination of what's in it, not just like a specific Bergdorelli, Bifidobacterium, exactly. whatever, whatever the name of it that they want to give. It's about having a healthy terrain and a healthy a variety. A bit uh, and the mental, the mental faith and trust in nature as a symbiotic relationship that they're not here to take us out in fact if you think about parasites parasites consume about a hundred times their body weight in dead dying and diseased tissue and they excrete about one percent so they're super efficient they can eat if you think about it if i ate a hundred pounds of food in a day and i gave one pound bowel movement that's pretty efficient yeah. And they, they clean the earth. They clean up everything that's diseased, dying, or damaged. And so in a person, if a parasite is active, it's a sign that they're helping you clean up the body from your ignorance, arrogance, and disrespectful lifestyle. That's what they're doing. 
And it's painful and it can be hard. And some people don't have enough cellular energy to handle that detox. So if you do a parasite cleanse, you're stopping that part of it so that they can actually get healthier underneath to handle that kind of a problem if it should come, which most people are so weak, they can't handle these natural upgrades to your system. So it's just nature saying, I'm here to help you and you want to kill me. I'm trying to wake you up to live a more conscious life and learn how to live more in accordance with nature's laws and your true authentic nature. I'm not here to harm you. I'm not here to do that. You're doing it for yourself. You're doing that to yourself. You know it. There's definitely things you know that you're doing that you shouldn't be doing. It's fact. It's a fact. And so, and then you'll keep doing it and you'll take your parasitic cleanse and then you'll keep doing your thing. And then the parasites will come back again when it's needed. And then you're like, I've been doing these for 15 years. Uh, they just keep coming back. I'm like, yeah, because you're not in relationship with them. You're at war with them and they will win. Yeah, they're they, good. They will win. They are way, way more intelligent than you and I and all of humanity put together. <laughs> so, and, and we've been deemed parasites as the bad guys. Yeah. So many people are like, oh, it's just parasites. It's just parasites. Kill the parasites. Kill the parasites. And yet, as we're discussing here, it's not that they're bad guys and it's not that the bacteria is bad guys. It's that we are one at war with them so they're going to defend themselves yeah everything and, wants to survive everything in life wants to survive two, they're a lot smarter than we ever will be <laughs> four and a half billion then, years or so and then three evolution. it's like it's like the environment that not only are we surrounded in the earth the soil and everything with it but we have an environment on in a, inside our bodies and with that environment comes a variety of bacteria, fungi, viruses, parasites. I mean, I always talk about it as low-grade, you know, infections that are causing damage. But is it the infection causing damage or is the lack of healthy environment? It depends on your empowerment view. If you're empowered, it's the lack of the environment. If you're disempowered, it's they're causing the inflammation. So it depends on what pathway a person is on in their living philosophy what's your living philosophy do you want to be empowered and in that you have to take more re personal responsibility which leads you to freedom so when you're on an empowered path you lead yourself down the path of freedom more freedom but it requires personal responsibility if you want to go down the other path of disempowered then obviously these bugs are the problem and they cause my inflammation and i have nothing to do with it and i'm uh, on the victim path for a lack of better words and please come and rescue me from this but the real parasite is in your head saying disease is inevitable and out of my control the real parasite is in your head saying disease is inevitable and out of my control yeah i'm writing this down because that's br that's brilliant the the real parasite is in your head saying disease is inevitable and out of my control or just control it's out of my control the individual's control but they have nothing to do with it all right did you guys hear that the real the real parasite is in your head saying disease and then is inevitable and out of my control Woo, that's that's bold okay it's hard it look at the most painful thing of my journey was that i was responsible for it well the the 
oncologist asked you, like, how did you get into the business of cancer? Yeah. yeah. And I was cocky it's and still like immature. It, it, you are one of, you know, a hundred thousand people on this earth today who just, you ended up with the diagnosis of cancer and there's nothing you could do about it. And there's nothing you can, that can be done about it. You're saying, no, that's wrong. I got into the business of cancer at 29. And I had my now at what? Yeah. Now at what? 50, 57, 57. You're out of the business of illness. Not really. Take that back. All right. So yes and no. Individually, I don't have tumors growing in my body, but the mass conscious field, if you go bigger in terms of thought process, the mass consciousness still has it out there that cancer is inevitable and out of our control. And so we're still vulnerable. It's in the, it's, we're, we're bathing in it in terms of a mental viewpoint of life and illness and chronic degenerative disease. So we're still bathing in it. So I still have to do my live my philosophy, master my uh, fundamentals and protect myself, build that shield like a microbe has to build their shield because we're being attacked from every angle, right? Um, and so cancer's still in the world. It's still around us everywhere. We're bathing in chronic degenerative disease everywhere. And so we're stoic. We have to be stoic in a, in a sense of, wait, wow, I have to be mindful just like everyone else. Um, if you notice the world, you know, the products and services that are built around us is all built to pretty much to help you with your disease, dysfunction, and delusion, yeah. right? It, it helps and keep it up. It's to embed fear into us that we have to do all these crazy things to avoid the disease coming down the road. Exactly. And, uh, and so we are in a very big state of disempowerment where some small sector of man wants to take all the power over from you. And so you're, you're under that parasitic thought. And so therefore you're vulnerable to believing in anyone that will buy into your victimhood. Very vulnerable. All right. Parasites. Dive into this concept of utilizing them for good. So the only, there's one book called An Epidemic of Absence. I showed it to you earlier, when we, just before we got on. An Epidemic of Absence is a really good read about how some of these folks are going down to Mexico to get their, their dose, Perfect. their sports drink of all these eggs, parasitic eggs, to help basically manage a very genetic dysfunction in their immune system and they have autoimmune conditions and they go down, they drink it. And as long as those parasites stay active, their immune, their autoimmune system goes away. It goes into remission, I should say. And so that's just one example, right? And then you have, um, I can screen share and show you Dr. Uh, the German new medicine. He shows that in the fourth biological law of, of development that Parasites, bacteria, fungi, all these things are part of the healing phase <laughs> of, of whatever was causing your injury. So they're here to actually heal us, German new medicine. And I'm not a student of it, but I, I caught wind of it because I was looking up to validate my stand, like germ theory, is it real, is it not real? And German new medicine came up and his fourth biological law demonstrates it and it's pretty in depth if i screen share just a second people will see the complexity of his work where a lot of what his work is all about 
is about something emotional hits you in the brain and then it goes from there. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, I want to see the video on this, you can find the video on my YouTube page. Um, look for Beyond the Diagnosis with Dr. Kylie. It's the YouTube page. And you can also find it on the Legrity Media app. It's a show on there. Put it on any smart phone, any smart device, and yeah. you've got the video right there on Legrity Media TV. We're sharing this because it could be something that triggers inside of a person that it makes sense to them. And that's really what I'm about is trying to make a contribution to the eradication of chronic degenerative disease as part of the human experience because 80 to 93% of all our chronic degenerative processes are lifestyle, it's how we're living. So I came across um, Dr. Hammer and he had his five biological laws that explain the cause, the development and the natural healing of diseases based on universal biology principles. It's a deep dive. And the fourth biological law, which if I go to this, I could probably find it. There it is. Okay, cool. So the law, the beneficial role of microbes as they correlate to the three endo embryonic germ layers during the healing phase of any given significant biological special, special program. So it's a special program that you're having a parasitic infection. It's an upgrade. It's a computer upgrade in my language. Right? And yeah. so here we are, brain, germs, microbes. There you go. And so it's a big dive for people to allow yourself the the ability to use this as a weapon against that parasite in your head that says the microbes cause illness. And so that's what I did. And I had to dive even deeper in 2007. I met up with a, a nutritional scientist and a clinician who taught me that eating the raw meat and letting them sit in the counter and get those bacteria to develop would help me heal. So I would sit and I would let my meat sit in the counter for several days and then the bacteria would become more active and the enzymes would become more active. And then I would start to have a relationship with the microbe because everything is contained in that so-called meat that's at the counter. And so many people sit there and go, how can you eat it? I'm like, well, I just entered into that world that the microbes and the bacteria are good for me. And so I trusted in someone to help me go through a learning curve. And sure enough, 25 years later, 20 something years later, I'm still going strong at 57 and things are repairing. You know, I'm getting younger, I guess, in many ways and keeping my youthfulness and health into longevity. If that's what you're interested in, you know, depends on what you're interested in. So that, that was just a quick shot for all the listeners about German new medicine and the fourth biological law where these guys are active in the healing phase. They won't bother you if you're healthy because they have nothing to do. If that was the case, we'd have dead bodies all over the place that people would be just dropping and parasites are like, well, I'm hungry. I'm just going to eat you. I'm just going to come out. I'm just going to take you down. You know, it's not the way it works or it would just take a tree down or anything else because they're just janitors. They're cleansers healers of the planet. Otherwise, we'd have so much dead carcasses on the planet, we wouldn't be able to be here. So they turn everything back into soil. Fertilizer. That's why you want a lot of worms in your garden. 
you're dead right. Like we all, if, if, if it's true, they say that, you know, every single person who has a pulse has parasites. Do we really want to have war with them? We have like, them. They're just dormant. Then they, they either have activity or no activity or a little activity. Cause we're always pushing our bodies, you know? You know, if I go exercise, I'm traumatizing my muscles. And so that's inflammation. So if a parasite comes to that site or a bacteria comes to that site, was it them causing it or was it me over-exercising? Yeah. And they're to help heal the tissue. They're there to help heal the tissue. In fact, I, I've given examples. I burned, I had a second degree burn on my wrist right here. Right here. Two layers of the skin came off, right? And it pushed out. And so my nutritionist had taught me that never put any burn cream on anything. Don't touch any medicine, no antiseptics. And so what I did is I took raw beef, I slapped it on there and I took fresh coconut cream and I wrapped coconut cream on the bandage and then I wrapped it up. And a second degree burn, you can't even see it. There's no scar. Yeah, there's nothing there. I've also, I've heard people using that on, on specific spider bites. They go get, they go get beef slap on the spider bite and it takes everything it takes the poison out of it or whatever yeah you could do and lime juice first. And the yeah and then the microbes in the beef yeah the microbes in the beef are going to come and and allow your immune system to not overreact so instead of your immune system needing to work just have the bacteria work for you then the immune system would just hang out and relax i was going to say if you have a hyper immune system you probably have no bacteria going on. You have so much toxicity killing the bacteria and parasites and stuff like that, that it's absolutely overwhelming the immune system. So detox and re-inoculate your microbiome. But more than just, you know, we always think about probiotics are the good guys. Probiotics, fungi, viruses, parasites, they can all be good guys. Yeah. In fact, they are good guys. It's us that are deeming them the bad guys. Yes, and that's the parasite. And the second part of that equation, viruses aren't alive. They're not a living organism. They're just protein structures. And what's interesting, they behave and act just like enzymes. So enzymes are, are basically construction crew that tear things down and build things up. So a virus is the same thing, except for the virus operates cellularly inside the cell. So the virus wants to actually help you upgrade by tearing something down that no longer serves you and building you back up. That's why you feel better after a bout of a cold or a flu or whatever, if you're strong enough to handle it. So a virus is not alive. It's not there, to, it's not out to kill us. It's not there to harm us, it's an upgrade. And it's been postulated a long time, a hundred years ago uh, by Rudolf Steiner that viruses emanate from inside the cell. It's actually created from us as a mechanism to help us upgrade. The wisdom of the body is infinite and we don't trust that with wisdom. Man thinks he's smarter than nature. And so you give him a pill, you give him something that's so-called stop the virus. You can't, you can't. It's a necessary thing for upgrading whatever's in, uh, causing insult and injury to tissue and cellular mechanisms. So just like your computer needs an upgrade every now and again, so doesn't your body mind. And I think we're doing a pretty good job today right now to upgrade your mind. Yeah, for sure. Taking a look at 
you know, maybe you shouldn't be washing your hands five million times a day. Or your body you or your hair. Yeah. Yeah. Or or maybe you shouldn't what's the one thing I was gonna wash wash your food. Like everyone says you should wash your vegetables and your fruits beforehand. Now I get the toxicity levels of them, but at the same time, that's organisms you're washing off the surface of that thing. yeah this is this is the par this is the challenge that we face as humanity is we have this problem where we have a lot so much toxicity in the environment and we're we're more fearful of the germs than we are of man's toxicity that's the bizarre thing yes we're way more afraid of our own true nature and nature itself rather than what man is doing to influence it in such a negative way. It's bizarre. It's really strange how that has come to be, but I'm so glad that I got woken up by Dr. Lawrence Cloud to answer that question and to really be open enough to knowing what I knew internally and taking some of those tools that I had along the way. The, the life lessons, the life experiences I had are all built in to handle the next future challenge. if we're willing to take a look. Oh, I already been built, I, I've been getting the tools and the so-called superhero weapons <laughs> to battle my next battle. And so I was able to take a look and the, the thing that I had as my secret weapon was my thinking. The brain, the mental side of the Yeah, my mind. And and maybe it goes beyond that. My dharma, you know, the, the my incarnate, I'm here to do this, that I'm designed and here to do this. And so, to bring a message i'm not the message i'm not the message itself but i'm the messenger in my own unique personality and delivery of that message so i'm on the path of empowering myself more and more but i i come from generations of disempowerment i'm going to, i'm going way against the the so-called tide or the 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 flow of life to spawn a new world for myself and it's yeah, a struggle every day. It's a struggle every day because I'm going against the tide. I'm going against the stream of society and culture. Especially when it's been so ingrained in us the last two and a half years to be fearful of these things that we call a virus, right? It's just an enzyme. It's a construction worker. You're not afraid of someone coming in to repair your house. That's what a virus is doing. It's repairing your house, but it's repairing it intracellularly. The problem is it's really, really challenging and hard on the system if you're not healthy. If you have neglected your health along the way or sacrificed it in some way. Viruses are repairing your house and they're gonna be there to do good if your body and the structure, like a structure of a house is a solid foundation. If it's yes. your body is built in the foundation, it can easily handle these things. Yeah, and you won't be tripping over the, the construction debris and causing all kinds of problems along the way. Because we know that if you if you go to remodel something, life is going to change for that time period in your house. You know, you're going to remodel your kitchen. Oh, how am I going to cook? How am I going to do this? I'm going to have a mess. And that might take months. It's the same thing with your body. If it's going through a house cleaning or a remodeling, you're not going to be able to do the, the same things as you would normally. You have to actually go with that and say, oh, I'm I'm okay with this. This is part of nature's way. And you can look back and say, 
How have I been living for the last couple months that may have warranted this cleansing, this, this wake up call so I can live a more conscious life, a more empowered conscious life. And I'm, and I'm thinking from a supplement perspective as we're talking about getting a healthy environment and re-inoculation and bringing these bugs in into our bodies so they can do the good that they're meant to do. Um, I think the brand new biome kits from TerraBiome, Immunobiome, Neurobiome's coming out soon, and SkinBiome. I mean, SkinBiome is has an oil in it that re-inoculates the good bacteria and bacteria on our skin that was associated with dysbiosis when it comes to like psoriasis and eczema and all of these skin issues that we think, oh, we have a skin problem. Well, let's get the bacteria just like we talked about with the meat and using utilizing the beef to heal your skin. Same thing. Utilize Same the good bacteria, re-inoculate mm -hmm. it from derma colonizer specifically in that one with the skin biome kit and re-inoculate those good bacteria to go in and heal the skin. And they I'll have tell to... you, I use dermacolonizer on my little girl. She just turned two yesterday, actually, two days ago. Um, I use it for her, her diaper rash and I do it like to prevent and to re-inoculate the skin with all the good bacteria. The diaper rash is gone. No chemicals, no powders, no nothing needed. It's it, Now that you're thinking, now we're like thinking about this as a how, what am I doing already? And what can I do more to get, help this natural product, bacteria, viruses, fungi, parasites, to help them do their job and to do it efficiently, not deem these guys as bad guys? That's the first step is just to open up that relationship. It's like if you had bad domestic relationships, you know, if you had bad relationships, so every person, every man is a bad man, every woman's a bad woman. That's, mis that's a mistake if you had a bad relationship, right? That's such a generalization of your own emotional wounds and your mental thinking. It's the same thing here. And so we, and we can't out supplement doing the wrong thing that we know we're doing. Okay. We Come just on. can't over supplement. I, I mean, we want to fix a bad, a bad diet. And a yeah, bad I know lifestyle. melatonin fixes my circadian rhythm if I take enough. So I, you know, it, we just can't outrun a bad diet or a bad lifestyle of the things we know that are really causing the inflammation and therefore warranting a lot of these parasites. Because now you have a, a, a communal residence that might not be in favor for you, and they're they're always busy doing the work, and you're bringing a few guy good guys in, but that's not enough. That's like dropping a hundred, you know, army men against thousands of iron men you know it's not going to yeah. work the same way and and before you all go out and grab the next probiotic on the shelf be very careful because even though it says what it says on the ingredient label or the label itself most of them are not designed to tolerate a shelf life or stomach acid or or stomach acid yeah, yeah. like there's don't just go buy buy probiotics off Amazon and Costco or GNC, like get the good stuff. And I will tell you, systemic formulas excels in this microbiome. It is Shane's lifelong blood, sweat, and tears all about this microbiome who, and he's the one behind all the, the formulations of systemic formulas. For good reason. So, For good reason. It's the foundation. Like I said, it's the earth element. It's the foundation. Yeah. And you have to get those in. I, I started the TerraBiome 
the, and I know you don't like the flavor, but I like it. I, That's I because like you're it. used to it. I'm not used to that stuff. It I mean, I eat some like pretty good. nasty things. I've eaten some, my, my taste buds are definitely, definitely different. And so it does, it tastes like dirt, like kind of my husband flavorful actually, dirt. He started, to, he started to add it into his smoothies and we can't even tell. Oh, like when you put it in with food. Yeah, if you put it in with something. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I could, I could even send you a recipe for some people to actually put it in. Like the, the, I made one with a slightly unripened mango, avocado, raw milk, raw egg, and a hint of honey. And then you put that in and you're good to go. Because now you actually everything inside that smoothie, so to speak, has a lot of probiotic in it. Yeah, and it's going to feed those. It's going to feed a lot. Yeah, it's actually going to yeah organisms. Think about this. Let's re-inoculate everyone. If you want to go do this, start getting these good guys back in. So to build up the immune system, but also to build up your foundation so that these guys act in a good manner for you. They're not the bad guys. Terabiome kit, do that for a month. Rotate it, do the immunobiome kit for the month. Yeah. Rotate it, do the skin biome kit for a month. Rotate it, do the neurobiome kit for a month. And hopefully by the time you're hearing this, the neurobiome kit is available. Um, and just rotate these things. Taking the same probiotic, I don't care what company it is, it's not beneficial because our gut needs variety. If you don't understand this, our, our biomes, whether it be the skin biome, the reproductive biome, I mean, we have all these biomes, these soils if you want to call the soils inside our body in different locations we need variety they even so measure yeah they'll even measure you can it's the same principle they can come into your home and measure the microbiome in each little room and they're different in every room of your house it's the same thing as our body so if someone wanted to take a sample of the brain tissue of the muscle tissue you're going to have a whole different set of microbiome and the gut and everywhere else in the body, you'll have a totally different set. And that's why the micro di uh, microbiome diversity, the virome diversity, don't be afraid of these things. Actually learn to hug and love them and just say, wow, you are my messenger. You are my, my guru. You are my spiritual teacher right now. If you're on the empowerment path, if you wanna feel more freedom, if you wanna have, um, more authentic relationships and stuff with life. That's what I would suggest as the, the modus operandus, rather than just sitting back on the couch and saying, poor me, this happened to me. It didn't, it's happening for you. Your real you, the bigger you, the one that is saying, oh, I want more out of life. Yeah, you do, absolutely you do. You're just denying it possibly, because now you have to take personal responsibility. Or, or scared of it, because it's not, I mean, when I'm pursuing what I'm pursuing, there's fear, but you do it anyways. Yeah, but you have a coat. And I mean, like the I... fear of success, the fear of healthiness. Yeah. People live and breathe like I have this, I have that, which which allows them mentally to bypass things in life. Like I have mold illness, I have chronic fatigue, I have, you know, whatever it may be. When it's the reality, it's like, let's. Well, how did you get in the business of this? You can turn and it then around too. Start from the mindset and turn yes. it around. Start thinking turn about it this differently. And, okay, if I'm in the business of chronic fatigue, if I'm in the business of Hashimoto's, how do I get out of it? And it's going to require more than food and more than supplementation. Yes.
period, end of story. Yeah. And so I wanted to point something out mentally just to help people out because you said I have XXX, right? So if you say that, then what that means is you're going to remain that way or become that. You'll always remain someone that has mold. You have to turn that statement around first by saying mold has me. I am a slave to mold. I am a slave to this. I, mold is mold owns me. I can't do anything because mold won't let me. Changing the language to say I to feel that victimization first is really important because then you can actually see the darkness that you're going through of losing your empowerment. And then turn around and say, oh, wait a minute. I have more control over this. It's a basic, it's almost like Alcoholics Anonymous is, is very famous for turning it around that I'm responsible for this. It's the same thing with our life. So it's the same thing, turn it around that you don't have mold. You're experiencing it. You absolutely are. I didn't have cancer. I experienced cancer in order to become who I'm supposed to be in the world. And, um, and yeah, it's not going to be just food and supplement at all. It's, it's a definite content, uh, a much broader spectrum of the holistic picture. So, but definitely get those probiotics in at least as a start, because at least it's a, it's a, what we call at least a plus one, at least it's something in the right direction. And the more you do that consistently over time, the more you'll start to make changes that'll help you double down, so to speak. But get a coach, get someone to mentor you because going alone, like you said, the fear, you know, the unknown, having someone to guide you, a community of support, these are very important features of that holistic picture. Yeah. Guys, go have Dan help you be that person. DanHegerich.com podcast, Do the Cure. Thanks, Dan. Wasn't that just loads of gold? Keep the gold coming by grabbing my book on Amazon. Why are my labs normal? Go grab it. Let me know you love it and appreciate the knowledge by leaving a review, both for the book and for this podcast. Share it on your social media too. I'm here to help. Dr. Kylie.